Hello there, this is Building Your Sales Machine podcast by Outbound. I am Zdravko, also known as Zizi, and together with Theo, we are going to share our experience selling for more than 130 tech companies in the past three and a half years. In this podcast, you will learn how to perceive sales as a founder, B2B sales strategies and tactics, the sales stack you need for your organization, and specific tips and tricks about generating more business. Hello, founders and sales enthusiasts. My name is Theo. How did we manage to work with more than 130 companies? Three and a half years ago, we started Outbound, sales as a service agency helping ID founders attract more B2B clients and access new markets around the globe. Conducting interviews with more than 600 founders and selling for more than 25 industries, we amassed a solid know-how in B2B sales for IT companies. We are ready to share that with you. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Besides the podcast itself, you can read more about us on outtobound.com or check our LinkedIn page. All right, let's do this. Hello, founders and sales enthusiasts. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most recognized ways to find new clients and establish business partnerships by visiting conferences and exhibitions. We will get into details about how to get the most out of an event and go through the before, during and after, or how to prepare before the conference, what to do during its happening and how to effectively follow up after you have met with these potential clients and partners or even with some you haven't had the chance to meet. Let's start with the first phase, how to prepare before the conference. First, you need to set a goal. You need to think about why you would invest your money, time and energy to go to this particular conference. Do you want to directly talk to your potential clients or do you want to establish partnerships with companies that sell to the same target market or you would like to just visit the conference for the presentations and keynote speeches and get updated about the newest trends in the industry. Second, you need to review the agenda and the speakers. Get introduced to what are the different topics that are going to be discussed and who are the people who are going to be presenting about them. See who are the ones that you want to meet and talk to and create a list with their names, companies they represent and contact details. And by contact details, I mean email and usually LinkedIn profile you can use to directly contact them. If available, you should also review the exhibitors list. In most conferences, there is such list where you can find information about the companies that are going to exhibit their products or services, usually on a booth or some kind of a stand. Use this exhibitors list to prospect for potential clients and partners and again, extract the information about companies, individuals who are likely to be present and their contact details. Also, you can review delegate list or use conferences matching up. On a rare occasion, there is an official delegates list showing who have registered for the conference. Use it with prospect and identify people and companies you want to meet and talk to and again extract their names, company info and contact details. Some conferences have matching apps, which is convenient to identify the key people you'd like to speak to, connect with and propose time and place to meet. If there is such, I'll strongly recommend to use it at least two weeks before the event itself. Once you have created this list of potential clients you want to meet with, create a short message and start inviting to connect with them on LinkedIn. Once someone accepts your invitation, follow up with a reference to the conference that you will be both visiting and offer to meet for a drink or discuss how you can cooperate. Once you agree on time and exact place, remember to send the current invitation on his email to walk down the meeting and ensure that he will remember it. And all these meetings in your calendar will help you better plan your day and prepare for the meetings. Once you have confirmed the time and place for your meeting with all the people you have reached out to, ensure that you have their contact details. You need them just in case someone doesn't show up and you can directly drop them a message or call them. Usually meetings and conferences are quite short 
So make sure you do your homework and prepare for every meeting. What the company you're meeting is doing, who is the person you will speak to, and what can be the direction of cooperation you might have. Efficiency is key here. Something you can also do to find visitors of conferences is to use LinkedIn and Twitter tags to find people who have announced their presence there. Usually people post about being present on these events on LinkedIn and Twitter, and by using the hashtags you can find who are these people and use it as a chance to connect and offer a meeting. To have some people also contacting you for a meeting, share on social media that you're visiting and include call to action and tags. In that way, people will find you and can reach out for a meeting. Something I always do is to mention that I'm visiting this specific conference, state what is the topic we can discuss with people, and give a call to action to contact me if they're interested. Theo, can you share how did you prepare for your last few conferences? I want to share three examples here. First one is related to a conference that I had a speaking gig, I did a workshop, and then some meetings on the spot. Second example is related to a conference where I was a pure participant, and the third one is in regards to a local conference that's also international, but it was happening within our local community. Example number one, doing a workshop or speaking engagement gives you great visibility to any event. In this specific case, you can use the special status you're given and approach other speakers or participants you're interested in meeting. In my case, I had the chance to hold the sales workshop and I used that to get in touch with some of the people I was interested in. They were part of the attendees. I presented myself and added them on LinkedIn prior to having this workshop done. While on the conference, I also got the chance to meet with leads with whom I had pre-booked meetings. If I can't find the exact person in a delegates list, I try to find the company and reach out to those same people, asking them if they're attending. If they are attending, of course, I'm booking a meeting with them. If they're not attending, what I'm doing is asking for a referral. Usually, some of their other colleagues are attending the same event and I'm asking if I can be introduced. Second example is related to a conference where I did something out of my comfort zone. This is the fact that 95% of meetings are planned, and here 95% of the meetings I did were not planned. Of about 25 meetings I did, in the course of two days, only five I managed to arrange prior to the conference. The rest I did on the spot. It's great when you have some conferences where you are given the time to do so. I'm a non-smoker, but I always envy the smokers on conferences of how they casually approach other people, smokers too, during breaks and get new business contacts. Advice here, even if you haven't planned, do your best to just approach people during lunches, breaks, and special networking spots. It can be hard at the beginning, but it gets better. Third example is related to a local conference. Quite often, we do not do special preparation as we are attending an event that's in our backyard. However, those are great to start with as it usually takes lower budget and effort on our site. What I usually do there, arrange as many meetings as possible, attend meetups during the conference and do business development on the spot. Local conferences for me are not the time to generate new business, but rather being present and making sure I speak to already existing clients and partners. Continuing on what Theo said, there are a few golden rules you can follow to be successful in a conference. Of course, here I presume that you have done your preparation before the conference and have booked meetings with potential clients or partners. First, always bring your notebook and business cards. Business cards are obvious. Bring them and give them to the people you meet as it is not only a business etiquette to exchange business cards, but also helps you and them to easily contact you if needed, of course. It is also a good idea to have a notebook and write keynotes and ensure you will remember what are the topics you have discussed. Never forget to set next steps before finishing the meeting and who is responsible for what. 
In that way, you can ensure a common understanding about next steps and use it as a reference point to continue the conversation after the event has finished. Something else you can do is to use people's business cards to write on them, keywords, and how to follow up. This is something I usually do during networking and I haven't had the chance to take notes. I directly write on them about what we discussed, what are the next steps, and something I can use to remember exactly who is the person I talked to, like he wore bright red jacket, real life example from last conference. Something else you can do is connect with asking for recommendation. You can ask, is there anyone else you think that I can meet at the conference and can benefit from my solution? After finishing every meeting, you can ask if there is someone from their delegation or who they know that can benefit from your offering. You will be amazed how many people are ready to directly refer you to their friends and colleagues. This is the way I opened a business negotiation with one of the biggest tech companies in Hungary by just asking, is there someone else you think can benefit from our sales service in Autobahn? And the last thing I want to mention is, as Theo mentioned, use the dedicated networking time to meet the people. Usually during dinners, cocktails, informal events, use the time to talk to people and discuss both business and fun topics. Remember that networking doesn't necessarily mean that you spend all your time talking only business. Sometimes we as people need to establish rapport that leads to higher level of trust and then we can start cooperating. And besides that, it's fun to talk to different people. Theo, how many deals have you closed during the conference? It might come as a surprise to our listeners, but the answer is zero. I closed zero deals during conferences. How come, you may ask? Conferences provide the space where your primary goal is to get to know people, get to know your potential customers and partners, introduce yourself. Sell yourself, yes, but not doing a hard sell on your product or service. It's all about building that relationship and then moving on to presenting what you do. The real deal is after the conference and what happens next. Zizi, would you like to tell us about it? After the conference, you need to follow up as you have promised and be the active site of communication. There are two approaches here. First one is to follow up the same evening with a short message walking what you have agreed on with the people you have met. In that way, people will remember you. The second one is to do this once you get into your office. Both ways are working, just make sure it is happening and you are sending the information promised and always have a call to action with next steps. Second thing is connected with inputting your data in your CRM. If you don't do it in the next few weeks, there's a good chance that you will forget a lot of details and important directions of the topic. Remember always to put reminders when to follow up as per your agreement with the people. Third thing is to connect with everybody on LinkedIn, no matter if there is a business case. You have already made the connection face to face, so use LinkedIn to stay in contact with these people. You never know how you can find other points of collaboration in future. Just for example, today a person I met in Malta during a blockchain summit last October connected with me again and wanted help with finding software development partners in Bulgaria. Lastly, share on social media a short summary and give a call to action. This can be good for publicity and can also lead to some people connecting with you even after the conference. Another topic I want to shortly discuss is field sales. But first, let's answer how I understand field sales. Theo, can you help me with that? Sure, Z. According to Cambridge Dictionary, field sales is the activity of selling a company's products or services outside the office. Field sales, or outside sales, is also the process by which companies visit leads and sell them in person. Zizi, could you share with us some examples? An example can be, if you want to enter the French market with IT services, you can book five meetings for the next week, take the flight and visit these prospects in their offices. Or if you're visiting your offshore location in Vietnam, you can arrange meetings in Singapore and talk to leads there. 
The concept is that you propose to come and visit leads in their offices. So let's start with the first point, how to prepare for a field sales strategy. First, you need to set goals and KPIs. In order to make your trip to a specific country feasible, make sure you calculate how many meetings you need to have to count it as a meaningful exercise. With one of our clients, a Bulgarian company that is targeting the US and EU markets, we focus on organizing meetings for their head of business development and CEO. Once we reach at least three meetings with C-level executives in Europe and at least five meetings in US, we confirm that they're booking a flight and visiting. Of course, once you know you're going to be there, try to organize as many meetings as possible even during traveling by connecting with people on LinkedIn, sending emails to prospects or doing cold calls. Just continue selling to get the best ROI in terms of meetings held and potential deals closed. An advice I can give here is to generate contacts of prospects who are in the same region so you can minimize the need for internal traveling and maximize the number of meetings you can have in one day. During the field sales, you need to use meetings to establish rapport with these people. Again, as Theo mentioned earlier in the episode, you don't need to sell directly to these people and close the deal but you need to use these meetings to establish rapport. Talk both on professional and personal level, discuss details about their business, present what you can do for them based on the needs they have shared, and agree on next steps. Having in mind that this is a face-to-face meeting, you can thank Walker in neat analysis and in pitching your solution. Something important, be as professional as possible. Have your business cards, bring laptop if you need to present something, take notes, be well-dressed. And something which I would again repeat, Ask for referral. Ask them if they think there is someone who can benefit from such solutions as yours. And if they know someone, ask for introduction to these people right away. And again, after the field sales exercise, it's quite similar to following up after a conference. Make sure you follow up according to what you have agreed, update your CRM, and hopefully close deals with the people you have met. That's it for today's episode. If you find yourself in a similar situations like those we described, if you're a founder who's experiencing difficulty selling, or if you have reached to a point where referrals are no longer working for you, do let us know. Drop us a line at podcast at outtobound.com and we might be able to help. We would love also to hear your feedback and questions related to the topic, so feel free to drop us an email or connect with us on LinkedIn. If you like what you have heard today, you can also listen to other episodes by subscribing to our podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This podcast was produced by Procasters.co. Thanks for listening and until next time with another episode. Thank you.